Uh, welcome back to the podcast. We are back. Hi, everybody. So, Charles, how have you been? I have been good, Davis. I have been very, very good. I uh, went to Florida for a week, um, almost got COVID, and have since then been recovering from a somewhat bad cold. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I've been pretty all right. Been waiting for Arceus to come out. Yeah. Been playing Borderlands 1. I can tell you a bit more about that later, but uh, overall, my impression of it was very good. Uh, even now, and uh, otherwise, I've been pretty, I've been pretty chilling. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm way on Pokemon Arceus to come out too. I, f- I finished um, Brilliant Diamond, right? Yeah. But it's like on stream. I still have to finish it on stream to finish it within 24 hours to like make a video and whatnot. But like I got kind of bored of that because like Elite Four is BS, obviously. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm just like, I have to grind. I don't want to do it off stream because then it kind of defeats the purpose of like doing it within like on stream, you know? Yeah, I know. I got you. You you know, can't say that you did it on, you know, you don't have the evidence. Like, yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I keep seeing uh, updates for the game and, like, leaked images and files of, like, just what the Hisuian Pokemon look like, what Pal- Palkia and Dialga look like. And, like, overall, I'm pretty impressed with, like, everything that I've been seeing game-wise, like, just how you interact yeah like it's it's more find. of like the open world yeah kind of thing so i, I kind of enjoy like the new battle not not the new battle mechanic because i still kind of find it confused like oh what's the difference between like the aerial style or whatever the two oh, agile and strength style yeah yeah it's like i guess it's so what i'm thinking from agile and strength right agile uh it's a normal attack but it has better speed where you sacrifice strength for speed yeah for strength you would move second and you do that. I think it's a very cool system on what they're working to like make like a actual like more advanced RPG. Because I don't know if you ever played um, the Digimon RPGs. Because that's no. the exact same battle system they similarly used for like dictating who could go first yeah. on screen. You'll see okay, this mo- one character moves this one, but the enemy has moves immediately right after. So you can start planning around that way. Oh, and I cool. do think with the next coming Pokemon games, that might be actually the way to go. Yeah, I mean, like I was told that how it works is that you. When you choose agile style, your speed goes up, like you're saying, strength go down. Yeah. But basically, what it means is, like, when you do a move, you can do another one after it if your Pokemon's fast enough. Um, and then for strength style, it's like you go slower, but you gain more power. So yeah, it's, you're, it's a sacrifice for like, okay, for like a tank, right? Like yeah. your large Pokemon has a lot of HP. You might sacrifice speed for strength because you know you're already going to move second anyway. Yeah. Well, the thing about that though is like, if your Pokemon's so slow. What would happen if you decide to do like that? Would your opponent have the opportunity to to do two moves twice in a row? Like, because right. that's the thing. Like in other RPGs, like yeah, if you choose to do this, you would have to sacrifice another turn. And I do think that it could be difficult for new play- uh, older players to get a grasp on that. If because Pokemon changes very slightly over the course of many many years, <laughs> yeah. it's the same battle mechanics like ever since like the Gen One remake. Like, I don't think anything has actually changed in terms of, like, actual, like... Like, 3v3s, 2v2s, stuff like that. Yeah, that's all, but the whole core battle mechanic is the same. Never really changed. I mean, mean, I'm sure someone would be like, oh, well, you know, it actually changed back in 09 when they, uh, you know, switched it up and you could... Pokemon had guns or something. <laughs> oh, did you ever see that trailer for, like, the Pokemon gun game or whatever? No, I haven't. It's, like, some weird, like, like third person shooter and like you could have like a pokemon buddy and like, the pokemon make the guns and i'm just like what the fuck is this <laughs> such a weird 
weird uh weird spin-off game uh so yeah i mean i'm looking forward to that i saw a lot of the hisuian pokemon and yeah. i'm like yeah they look pretty good i like uh luna sir i forget the name of it like the bear it's the uh involved uh, ursa ring ursa ring yeah, it's yeah i like ursa rings evolution i like the quillfish i think quillfish yeah. more looks like a like a Mario enemy now, but like it's, <laughs> it looks pretty cool for like an advanced version or prehistoric like version, the, I guess. Yeah, like the colors. Yeah. Uh, out of all the starters, I know you said you wanted to do what you Oshawott. Oshawott. Because yeah. I, I guess I I think the Samurott looks pretty cool, and at the end of the day, yeah. I don't like uh, Desuidai's, uh Yeah. Evolution. It just looks a bit too weird. I I don't mind it. I think it like it's got that cool Ronin thing, but I do wish like instead of the color palette they had for it in the base form, I kind of want that to be the shiny form because yeah. the the shiny form looks more of like what the base form should look like. In terms Which is kind of weird because like because like throughout the evolution line of like Rowlet, right? It's consistent. Like it's always that like, green, white, and brown. Yeah. Until the last final step uh, for a Hisuian version, I'm just like, yeah, it looks okay. If it was a shiny version, maybe that'd be fine. I think they could have kept the same green, but like, yeah. just make it a bit darker to match the environment. Yeah. I do think with this game though, it's gonna be a test of the Switch's like capability of like how they can actually program this into the next like. Very, area. Mu- very much so. I agree. Like, I think that um, you know, already people talk about how there's a lot of poppins and like. Just... Well, yeah, that's that's natural for any kind of game. Yes. Yeah. Like if you look look at game design, right? Like if from a technical aspect, you're gonna have to realize, like, yeah, there has to be a certain generation of like things popping in in front of you and behind you. That's just game design 101. There's yeah. no tech. That's a that's a technical limitability. It's not much of a like. No, yeah, no, I agree. It's not, it's not a choice. It's not really a choice. It's a demand for the software. Yeah. And people are like, oh, when they port to PC, blah blah blah. Like PC still does this to a certain extent. Genshin, for example. It still pops in, pops in elements here and there, just because mm-hmm. it's such a large game, and like it will deload everything behind you fairly quickly at a certain extent. You probably like have like a ten meter radius around you mm-hmm. to actually like see things, right? And that and that's more of like a bubble too. So it's like a a sphere around you of like how of limiting your view. Mm-hmm. So it's, and that's the render process right there. Is it, it limits how much you can see because of the technology limit of like the game. And like everything else, yeah. Uh yeah. No, I got. I already. I kind of figured that concept. I was just saying, like, there are times when it's kind of like harsh a bit. Like you see in the distance, like a lot of stuff, like a lot of big pop in just comes in and out. When for from seeing from gameplay, but I'll make my own assumption when I actually play the game, and I'm sure it won't affect too much. But um, I will say uh, the style really complements it really well. I think that Joe's a really cool art style for the game. Yeah, like, I kind of wish they went more with like a 2D art style where it's like the harsh shaders around the outlining. Yeah. Because they show it a lot inside like, the promotional stuff, which is fine because it's a promotional like commercial. Mm-hmm. But I kind of always like, when like, yeah, I think what makes Pokemon Pokemon, though, it has a nice stylized edge to it, but this one kind of looks a bit generic, like 3D. It kind of, it kind of, yeah. like, it looks like if someone like built Pokemon in like the Unreal Engine. <laughs> and you see a lot of that online on YouTube and whatnot, right? So I'm kind of, like, thinking right now, just, like, yeah, like, inside, like, this, like, it'd be cool, but, like, you need to have that nice stylized edge to it. Other than that, it kind of feels meh, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do think, like, the most stylized Pokemon that I liked was, like, black and white was probably the most stylized in terms of just, like, sp- uh, sprite designs and, like, character designs. Just, just, just that. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I mean, Gen 5 was great. Um... Yeah. Really good. It was a really good generation. I can't think of like, well, I mean, Forest favorite 
Um, what would you call this generation though? Four, uh, three point five, four point five, like yeah, <laughs> four, like, <laughs> like four, like four point two five, like is it like you don't know? Zero four, I don't yeah, because like it, this is takes before like Gen one technically. So is it like point five, point zero two? It's it's Pokemon Zero, Davis. It's Pokemon, yeah, Pokemon it's Zero. Resident Pokemon Zero. Yeah. Um, God, it's such a bad game, Resident Evil Zero. <laughs> I was talking to Charles about this earlier, but. On stream recently, I've been playing, um, I played for the first, like, hour and a half of Resident Evil Zero, and God, is that game a mess. Oh, yeah? What's, like, what's the worst thing about it? I think it's the fact that you have to control two different characters, because oh. you know, like, how in Resident Evil 4, right, you have Ashley and Leon, but Le- Ashley just follows you? Mm-hmm. Inside Zero, you have to constantly be switching back between, like, um, Rebecca and the other guy, the... The POW, I don't know. Not person of war, the uh, the war crime person, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like you also like you could choose to do it automatically, but the automatic is not that great because oh, okay. they kind of just like eh, it's like they'll move eventually, but like they'll take the hits though, and that's something you don't want to do. It's like take the hits because Rebecca is absolute trash because her her health is like very small, but like the other guy, I think his name's Ricky or whatever, and like he's oh, he's an absolute tank though. That's the kind of the thing that you need to figure out. It's like oh, this is like a healer and like tank scenario, yeah. And that's the thing that I don't like. It's just like you're trying to balance a lot of stuff here in one go it's ambitious it sounds like it anyway yeah it really is ambitious like i think it could have worked out if like it was a two-player co-op thing but like this it doesn't have that option at all. i know this is a single-player campaign only which kind of sucks because like i do think like having a resident evil campaign like that would work out for a co-op experience where it's like you need to actually like do split screen and move and like move around and like do certain things yeah like i think that's probably the next step they might actually take for like a party game yeah like I don't like they have a party game already. I don't know what's like resistance or whatever resilience. Like, yeah, resi- resistance. Resilience like or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, really cool idea, but like, there's no. It's kind of goofy, and that's the thing I don't like Resident Evil anymore. Is just like it's kind of goofy. It it starts to go a bit crazy. Yeah, I think like well, I think the like, best four three co-op... Five, four three six was like kind of bad just because it was just goofy. Uh, four was definitely the height. No, five was the height of uh, action, like in terms of Resident Evil, like and it being like still okay. Four definitely found the perfect balance to it. I think. Yeah, like, like five went a bit. Five was just, five was just an action movie. Five was great co-op experience, but it like once that's done and like you start to really think about it, it's like what the fuck is this game? Um, and then six is just. I think the problem with six is that the story and just. How everything was progressing just became too much, and I think it just yeah. kind of got into a corner. It, it kind of wrote themselves out of the story because they were kind of wrapping it up anyway. Yeah, I think the best thing about Resident Evil, though, to be honest, is the fact is the scenarios. Like, I think like we were watching, I think it was Degeneration or whatever, and the plane crash in the beginning scene, like the first twenty five minutes, like that whole scenario where they're in an airport and it's like a really cramped. Yeah, situation. yeah, yeah. That's like the perfect. So that like, that is like Resident Evil in a nutshell. Cause yeah. Like, that's like between like the three and four aspects, I guess. Yeah, it's just those, it's like moments like those where it's like you're in a, you're in like a certain place, and it's just a very realistic feeling because I don't feel like there's any other zombie game that's more like just has that nailed down more than Resident Evil. Yeah, opinion. right. It's like there's not enough like area I would say inside like Resident Evil to like grow anymore. It's like you gotta keep with the core sort of like audience, yeah. you know. And it's like, I'd rather they just do an anthology thing where it's like a different protagonist every game. Well, like, that's basically, it was kind of like six in a nutshell. Where it's uh, like, you, you yeah. play it sort of like... But it's like one centralized meeting. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not saying like, you know, switch between. I'm just saying like one and then be done and just keep yeah. moving on. And I mean, it's, it's just kind of hard to deal with that. Especially like if you're trying to like make a, like a cohesive game. 
Yeah. And you don't want to make it like Hitman where it releases episodically because, like, you know players are going to be finishing that shit within, like, eight hours. Oh, yeah, no. But, um... Yeah, I mean, overall, I... Well, also, the other big thing is, like, speed running as well. Like, that's also a huge thing people are into as well. I know that. Like, I know the early games are like that. I don't know if you could really speed run five and six. Uh, I'm not sure about... I don't think those have, like, large communities. I think it's, like, the first, like... It's more... One, two, and... kind of does. Run two and three. I think seven is decent just because there's, like, some skips you could do just because, like, the game's a bit buggy in certain places. Yeah. But I do wish they would port seven, uh, the um, the sevens VR to like either Oculus or our so PC, because cool. that'd be great. Because like that's like four plays fairly well, yeah, in the VR aspect, and like it wouldn't be. I don't think it'd be too hard to input the Sony infrastructure to PC. I would, I would be shitting myself <laughs> so much. Yeah, because four is uh, like the action stuff. It's like the nervousness you get from four is due to being overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, Seven's VR is just like it's dark, dreary, and like you don't have much resources. Yeah, that's the thing that drives the horror. Well, you don't have control. Exactly. And comparatively to like you know an action game, like you don't have anything. You don't have and like even the controls themselves are a little little tanky for good reason. Like RE2 remake showed that like if you have slightly shitty controls, it makes for an all around scarier experience because you just have to force through it. Um, I mean, it's not terrible, but, you know, obviously it's just, it's like... the worst. It's just, like, there's some things that could have been done to be a bit better, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, I think they... And they did that on purpose, I think, just because, like, they want to give the whole experience, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it all the same. Um, I wouldn't mind, uh, a remake of... Well, not 4, because I don't really need a remake of 4. No, I don't think you need a remake 4 or 5 or 6. I think those no. ones you just leave alone. Leave, leave them alone. Uh, I would say, like... I'd say if you're gonna remake something, you can't do one or one or uh, one anymore because it's sad they already no, did that with like four's engine. Yeah, I would say maybe try three again whenever like a long, long time down the line. But then again, I, just, I no, I think I they're gonna remake Code Veronica honestly because uh, they have yeah. the assets. I think they should remake Code Veronica before they put out like the next installment of like the series. Okay. Because if they do like the whole Pokemon thing, where it's like, oh, we're gonna work on a side series and then do the main series, it's like, yeah, having a nice update of Code Veronica would be nice. Yeah. Just kind of have, like, a whole definitive edition of, like, here's, like, the main line, one, two, three, and four kind of stuff. It would work. Or but, yeah, when, when, when are we going to get a game version of the stage play? Can we, like, can we get the can we get the first game stage I play, mean, you might, like, if you might as well, because, like, you can update Rebecca Chambers' model and a couple other things, too. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you're interested in this character, let me play as her more and just yeah. get her used to her It's because, like, Resident Evil has, like, this such established lore, just, like, you can't really touch the lore anymore, where it's yeah. kind of, like, you have to touch before the lore or after the lore. And that's the stuff that's kind of gets hard in writing as you go along. Especially, like, especially like inside like Marvel and right, it's such a canned thing where it's like you have to obey by like certain comic book standards and like, it has to be approved yes. by Marvel. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, how much is it really a director's writing aspect rather than like an actual like just adaptation from a comic book, right? Yeah. Because like I like I like the Dark Knight. I guess I watched that again today for a homework thing where it's oh, like cool. I had to watch the Dark Knight and I was like, yeah, these are great adaptations of comic books. Just not because that they don't follow the comic book one to one, but they follow the comic book enough to like have casual people to understand what's going on. Because yeah. everybody knows who the Joker is, everyone knows who Batman is, right? Yeah. It's the Joker is like the iconic villain of like anything. Like if you look at like anything, like even the Chinese like know who the Joker is. Like that's the thing. Yeah. He's an iconic character exactly. that's existed for a very long time. And if you do something like super different with them, I mean, I... yeah, Heath Ledger is like fucking scary well here's the thing here's what i was thinking like way way back 
was that like there are so many so movies have such a huge influence on the comics themselves like more than people realize yeah the dark knight trilogy like changed batman for a lot of things pretty much it kind of changed from like the adam west to like yeah so think about everything like before christian bale's batman was just adam west just think about it that way because that's what it was it was all the cartoony kind of like brave and the bull kind of stuff where it's like Anything that happened, like, for Warner Brothers in DC, it was very cartoony, it was very, like, kid-friendly at, yeah. the, at the point. But then once, like, that hit, everything changed ever so slightly. Because after that, after, like, the first Batman, Batman Begins, right, mm-hmm. came out Young Justice. Yes. It's like, I would, I would say this, like, Teen Titans came out mid-2000s, like, coincidentally with The Dark Knight. But though it's kind of, like, different, like, tones, like, of, like, what they're going for. This The Dark Knight was more of, like, just kind of, like, edge, kind of more... Super edgy, realistic... I would argue, right, the three most important comic book movies, that the most influential, let me say that, influential. Iron Man. Spider-Man 1. Yes. Batman Begins. Yes. Uh, Avengers 1. Because eh. here's the thing. They... Because right. that set... Like, they set the tone and sort of the, like, the sort of quippy dialogue stuff and the coming together, like, as heroes thing. Like, for the next couple years like can you like, like i'm just saying like they 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 put it on the map personally speaking yeah, that's the thing though it's just kind of like because it was the first huge collaboration true now everyone does it and now it's like it's expected at this yeah point. and if you don't have a collaboration it's like oh well it's not as good the new cause... age x6 expanded universe charles because like here's the thing no one can i can just... see it now dude like no one can have their own movie by themselves anymore if you're that a comic true. book you hero, you can't really have a one-off thing anymore. You have to have like the little cameo, like oh, well, because it's for world building. Daredevil inside No Way Home, and he's like, yeah, it's like you didn't really care about Charlie Cox in yeah. the beginning. He's like, you didn't really care about this. This is really made for like diehard like fans of Marvel. Yeah, if you watch all the Defender series, like I did. Yeah, I and... think the Defenders was pretty good. I enjoyed Iron uh... Fist to an extent. <laughs> it's like I like to the extent like some of the fight scenes like in Defenders and like. Daredevil were pretty good. Daredevil is the best out of them, but I also really enjoyed Jessica Jones and Luke Cage very much so. But yeah, Iron Fist was definitely the lowest. lowest. Yeah, and then Defenders was good. Defenders was good. I enjoyed Defenders. But yeah, it just ended... I think it just ended too soon, to be honest with you. Like, I wanted them to see more. I'm glad they're incorporating the characters uh, into the shows and movies now. Because, like they're so good actors that like yeah. and they do those roles so well but they're they're synonymous with the character himself it's like it's yeah. like uh hugh jackman and wolverine yes exactly it's like he is he's not like everything you see him like, oh no it's not just hugh jackman it's wolverine same thing with um uh juan carlo from, yeah uh, from um breaking bad it's like no 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 you're gus you're gus and he's like yeah. no my name's juan carlo juan carlo and it's a, it's a thing too we're just kind of like yeah these actors are synonymous with their roles just because they're so iconic Yes, it's true. And, uh, you know, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Like, Avengers 1 did so much, and it's just set the tone for. Because, like, Spider Man 1 went from super serious to sort of, like, campy, more high lifted. Or not really. I think Spider Man 1 was a comic book movie, and it's like. It really brought the comic book. Yes, it brought the comic movies forward. Then Dark Knight's like, hey, we can be more serious with these. And you don't then, have to be like, oh, goofs and gaffs, yeah. you know. But Which then is... uh, when uh, things are getting super, super, super serious, 
Avengers, it bounces back. Yeah, the, the Avengers movies were like, hey, we could take it back a bit. And we yeah, it's, 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 it's like one of those things where it's kind of like, it's a pendulum. Everything rotates on a, on a scale. It's yeah, it You gotta go from one side to the other to find the balance. And like, people realize that, oh, the reason why like the Batman, Dark Knight stuff was good because it was that dark. But like sometimes it's like, yeah, the reason why people like the Spider-Man movies is because of that kind of goofiness. Yeah, for sure. And I'm definitely thinking. I'm trying to think of other movies that might have like been as influential, like the comic books, right? Yeah, comic books. I mean, I would say uh, the Watchmen was just like how not to do like a comic book adaptation, but as a sti- but for Zack Snyder to be stylized, it's fine. Yeah, Wonder Woman was pretty influential, but then again, it's like I don't, I wouldn't say it's influential from like a Dirk Terrell or like film aspect you know yeah it's like a lead woman that's fine it's just like well it's like i think it's her i don't know if it's her first movie but oh no there is there actually is one uh movie that i've left out uh superman 18 19 something the old the, the first one yeah with christopher reeves yeah that one was pretty influential i'm not gonna lie like that yeah. one was that one was pretty good i watched it when i was in florida it was actually really good yeah, it's a, so it's a solid like thing where it's just kind of like it has the best portrayal of Superman. I don't I don't know if this is like inside the you know what we did I think we did a podcast episode near the end of it where um, we talked about like the uh, library film library Congress film list right. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a good there's not like a lot of superhero movies on there. Yeah, probably not. Here, can you shut the door? Pull the door stop out. Sure, sure. Dogs barking. And yeah, I mean like thing is that is like there's so many of them it's hard to make a decisive decisive decision on like which one would be in yeah it's just like it's like when you already started off like sam raimi is just kind of the one that brought it to the popular like meta the stage yeah or you start off from the beginning with like because you have to incorporate adam west tv show kind of stuff because like that technically was the first like in all those old tv shows where they'll like the the, uh, luford knows hulk like, where do you draw the line of, like, what you, make, makes a good, like, superhero movie? Yeah, I mean, like, I would say for me, like, what makes a good movie in general is, I mean, obviously one is the story, obviously, and then for one, style. Or, like, two, style. Like, and I think that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man definitely had both of those. I don't know if it's in, I don't know if it's it there. I don't know. If it's... I think, yeah, I'd say, I'd say style for, like, Sam Raimi is, like... Yeah, it's like kind of that weird, wacky thing that he does. It's campy. It's, it's camp- campy, and that's the thing. It's just a very, like, yeah, if you don't like campiness, that's fine. But it's like a lot of the people who grew up with this, and like it was a lot synonymous with like childhoods of the mid, like, 2000s, like Spider Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. that was good. And then, um. I think Iron Man should be on there because I think Iron Man. Yeah, is like, I mean, I was thinking about Iron Man. That's definitely Iron Man one. is a good like standalone movie. It's just like even if you don't watch that, you just kind of like, oh yeah, he's kind of like he changed through and through. Yeah, they should put the second one up there too. Uh, you've been watching the uh, Book of Boba Fett recently. Yes. All right. So All right. my main complaints about this is just like I like how they incorporate the droid modifiers. That's cool. That's like that's yes. like Legends canon and whatnot. They're bringing I it to agree. the main universe. That's fine. But the bikes and prop designs are a bit too much. Just because, like, oh, just because they're cyberpunk doesn't mean that they have any bright, shiny colors, right? It could be, it could be muted a bit, or like highlights. I think they should have done highlights of colors. They shouldn't have made like, like, 
They're too, they're, they're way too clean. Exactly. That's, that's my. It looked thing. too brand new to me in the terms of like that's that's what happens because like everything on Tatooine is kind of junk. I don't know if they ex- imported those bikes from somewhere, but they're they're rats. Like where would they get the money to the fucking yeah do this? And where would they get the parts? Like these parts would be mad expensive for them to even do. And like they will, maybe they sold off body parts to. They look like characters from Cyberpunk. Not, and that's, it looks fine. That's, I don't care about like, that. They look like somewhere from... No, not from Cyberpunk. Like, they look like somewhere from, like, Tatooine... Or not Tatooine. Coruscant. Coruscant. They look like uh, the Core Worlds. Yeah. But the thing about that, right, is, like, I don't think even the Core Worlds would have those kind of bikes roaming around. No. I don't think so either. But, I mean, I get it. And, like, you're saying, like, I'm, I'm glad they're here because they add an aspect to the story. But, style-wise, they... I, yeah, they definitely, like, missed the ball there. Yeah. You, you know who's fucking directing that, though? Robert Rodriguez. Yes, who? Spy Kids. Yes, and? Uh, I can't remember the word. Shark Boy Lava Girl. Oh my god, oh yeah. <laughs> it's such a clusterfuck of like people working on this show. It's Dude. Just like, <sighs> it's like I get a couple laughs here and there, but it's just kind of like, I don't think that I enjoyed like two out of three episodes. Well, the ones that I didn't like were ones that he did, like the first and third. I mean, like the third one specifically is really bad, uh, but there are good elements in it. I want to go on a rant so fucking bad about the writing in this show. Um, but first, I want, uh, I just, you know, do you have any other thoughts before I go on my little tidbit? No, nah, you go. You go on your rant. All right, bro. So, Boba Fett. We love him. We know him. He is the best bounty hunter, allegedly, in the known was, game. Was. 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 So, why is it that he acts like a complete fucking moron. Now, you could chalk this up to him being like, I rule with respect, but there's a difference between being like, like naive and, and like just being restrained and then just being fucking stupid. Like, okay, the scene with the rank with the rancor pit and like him just going over the edge, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's one. Like, why he didn't just drop a bomb in there first and then go in is one thing. The second thing is, I think this happened, my main concern started with when he was attempted to be assassinated. With, a uh, crack. With, yeah. with, the with the, with the show, no, with the, uh. Oh, with, with the, the initial, with yeah. the initial, like, shield guys. The reason why. Red Dot or whatever they're called. The, yeah, the reason why is there's a couple things. One uh he didn't really expect there to be an assassination attempt when it's like bro you're walking into the like most dungiest place like i was thinking uh like he would have a plan like he would be able to adapt but he's like you no know, i think that chalks up to being he's just old more morrison's just like what yeah like 50 60 at this point but the, he, yeah. he's kind of he's built because he, he trains with uh what's his face aquaman oh yeah 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 he trains with him who played, who played, uh, who played Drago, the guy, I forgot his name. I know you're talking about. Yeah, um, long hair. Jason Momoa, that's Jason, what his name. Jason yeah. Momoa. He trained with Jason Momoa. I'm like, yeah. It's just like, he's just older now, and like, I don't think he want, he can strain himself a lot more, because if he strains himself, it's gonna lead to more production delays. Yeah. And that's what they don't want. But, I really do think they should just get a stunt double for him. Yes. And at I, this point, because he is a bit older, and I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. No, I, t- I definitely agree. And, uh, but I, here's, here's what I, here's the way around it. You make him just be a really good tactician because he's been a bounty hunter for so long he, he just knows, knows shit yeah. he knows shit he knows inside that's like oh we're gonna get chumped here and though i'm thinking to myself like okay how would i fix this scene as someone who's in the business of storytelling 
and of making content like this. Okay, well, first off, he should be using Fennec Shan way more. Yeah. For instance, she's a sniper, so first thing I, he we should do is be like, hey, Fennec, go up there on that roof. Go up roof there, scope out. And scope out, make sure when I leave, make sure there's no one about to take my ass out. Second thing, I like the fact that his uh, helmet is filled with money. That's a cool little, like, oh, he can't use his helmet, he's vulnerable in that situation. Like, maybe they planned it for that, or whatever. It's like, whatever, down the line. We haven't really been confirmed that's that was the plan, but whatever. Um, so yeah, have them... So, in the assassin's mind, it should be like, okay, what's the easiest way to kill this motherfucker? Alright, put some shit in his helmet, and then we set up snipers outside to shoot him in the head. Perfect, right? And then they have snipers outside. Yeah, the... it makes more sense for a reason for his, like, helmet be off. Because as an assassin guild, you don't want to be seen. That's the whole in idea. broad daylight, yeah. In broad daylight. It's, it's more of a mugging rather than an assassination attempt. Yeah, and, like, you're like, okay, that's the first attempt. Like, you should set up snipers and good. And then that's where Fennec is like, okay, I see them. Now I'm gonna, you know. But then as he's going out, and he's about to leave. They start shooting, but then Fennec takes him out. They're like, oh shit, Plan B. That's when yeah. you send in the dudes with the shields and the spears thing. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, okay, cool. Plan A didn't work. Then I will go to Plan B. Yeah. Sad. I'd I'd explain last night to my aunt the latest episode and like how it relates to everything. Oh, I'm kind of like I'm happy she came to talk to me about it. She's like, yeah. It's just like it is a bit confusing at certain parts, yes, but like you still you technically should watch the the Clone Wars cartoon to understand like this because yes. yeah. it is pulling a lot from the Clone Wars cartoon because this is the first on screen appearance of the Pikes, which are known to be the main drug smuggling spice runners inside the galaxy. Yes, and I do think that with if you know the context of who the Pikes are. It's kind of disappointing to see them, like, inside live action, because they are just, like, weird fish people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they're a cool character design in the show, and in, in this show, it's like, they're alright. They're alright, but they look too humanoid. They're pretty, they're supposed to be more yeah. lanky. And that's why I think cartoon, the animation did really well, was the, the Clone Wars animated series was just, like, they made things look alien. Yes. Where, as things, like, inside this series, everything needs to look human, just because that's just how a things bit, are yeah. built. Yes. You have to build around humans. You have to act around humans. Um, much like the characters in the fifth episode, where it's just like they've got the bulldog, like the mask. You could tell it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he, what and, are you doing here? Yeah. It kind of seems like that actor's very like having a very hard time to speak. Yes. I'm not even sure that was like even like a direct, like a director's direction. Like, oh, you gotta talk like this. You know? Yeah. It's I think it's just the prosthetics on him is just too much. Yes. And I do think that at a certain extent you gotta realize like, yeah, you're gonna have to start CGI a bit of like background stuff here and there. Just because like you just can't do a lot of prosthetics anymore in terms of like COVID and whatnot. Yeah. Cause sitting in the chair from the makeup chair, that probably took like eight hours to put on him, like to fully like seal oh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And like forever. that actor was probably there for at least like a good five to six hours on set going over what he needed to do beforehand too yeah and you know it's like i appreciate the attention to detail and just the level it takes but some stuff just kind of seems easier if you just didn't cgi like and there and there's i will admit like their backgrounds and their settings like look amazing. look great because those are done like with uh i think on real engine too yeah because they have yeah. the led panels which i i, I enjoy it was one of the things when i went to nab uh freshman year is like yeah this technology right here is going to be so good in the next, yes. like, four years. Once they start, like, putting actual, like, backgrounds far enough, like, in it, you can make so much, because the LEDs have gotten much, much smaller in terms of, like, how yeah. much LEDs you put per panel, and it just makes it a whole lot better quality image. 
Yeah, and I plus totally you don't agree. you don't need any backlighting anymore. You just do one whole like, yeah, scene it, lighting. It works fucking great, and it's the future. I really feel it. Um, and you, you get you get the same uh, reflections off the armor as you would as a normal set. Yeah, even and possibly even better because it's now lighted up. Yeah, and I love that. I just love the entire just bat in the uh, behind the scenes work they're doing. And like they're able to make entire towns and shit. It's just great. Yeah, it's just all it's all the entire thing is like built in like what Unreal Engine four. Yeah, five. Five, 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 yeah. five now. Five, yeah. So it's like all built on Unreal Engine four. It's like all that stuff right there is like preset models too. It's like you they take like the time to like, okay, this is what we want from this scene over here. So you have to create those sort of aspects for the models from here. And all the other stuff is like practical too. Like a lot of the Tatooine stuff is a bit practical in terms yeah. of like the high level, like um like rooftop stuff. Like that's all built. But other than that, I think you probably see after like a twelve meter radius, like that's it's all just it's all it's all CGI at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole that big rock wall CGI. Yeah, and I think my biggest yeah, I would say like in terms of like how it looks, aside from like one or two small things in the show, for instance, the bikers. Yeah, I think, um, I think Boba Fett solid six point five out of seven out of uh, yeah out of ten six point five. I, I want to say you're gonna get like. Uh, awesome kick out of it. You're just, you're just really here to tie you over to season three of Mandalorian. Yes. Very, that's what the new episode felt yeah, like. It felt, especially. It felt like the new episode for the Mandalorian felt like a segue to the third season. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't think there's only eight episodes, right? There are only seven. Only seven. So this is five. This is number there's five. Two more. Two more. And he said that he needs to go see Grogu. So we're either going to see the Grogu episode or we're going to see, like... We're just going to cut back to Boba. Cut back to Boba Fett. And I do think they're going to cut back to Boba Fett, because they, they got to prep for the next, like, two ep- episode and a half. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And it's just like, a weird choice. I'm like, okay, I guess we are just going to focus on Din. I mean, I'm happy with it, because it's the best episode in the show. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I just think it's kind of wasted on, I know. on this show. It's just so out of nowhere. It's just like, like, out of nowhere. It's like, oh, we're just... Covering him now, okay. If it was like the fr- if it was only for like the first like 10, 15 minutes, I'd be like, okay, cool. That's what I thought it was gonna be. I was like, okay, once he gets kicked out and like he just heads straight back to Tatooine, and then Fennec Shan meets him there, and then they go see Boba Fett. But it's no, we gotta sit through fucking them making shipbuilding. I, I will say negotiating that- with Jawas, Houdini. I'm just like, is this really happening right now? It's such a slow episode. Yeah, and it's fifty minutes. I'm like, okay. I I enjoy the BB. Uh, BB1. BB1 cameo. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's a cool cameo. I was really expecting Cal Ketsis to come in and like they actually get, uh, what's his face? Uh, yeah, what's his, uh, the Joker. Yeah, yeah the, the the Gotham Joker kid yeah. to come in and actually play Cal Kestis. That'd be so cool. Because at the time and age he would be, right, he still would have his lightsaber. He would still be like, he'd be older though. He yeah. probably would have to put a fake prosthetic beard on, honestly, but I do think it'd be kind of cool if like he was like a Jedi for hire. There are so many, like... And like he used, the, the, yeah. uh, he used Jin as a way to find the new, the uh, new like Luke, the and Luke and Ahsoka, and Luke and Ahsoka. I think that'd be a cool segue to have this kind of like little small Jedi series. Yeah, dude, like that's a you know they're probably saving it for the Ahsoka show. They're probably saving it for that because I do think Ahsoka, the Ahsoka show, will find Ezra, and at the end of that, Ezra, one, Cal. There are so many Jedi that I just like. There's so many like Jedi Padawan princes that are just running about throughout throughout the galaxy that we know of. Yeah, that's kind of just sad seeing just like yeah. Luke really does think he's the last of the Jedi in actuality. Like, it's like the Empire's over. Like, you're talking about a hiding right now. It's just like... Sup, hey, you made it? Yeah, what's up, man? (laughs) He's just like, yo, how are we all alive? I don't know, fucking... (laughs) Dude, I just want you to go watch the the, uh, the ninth Jedi from... um, 
CD production IG again because that was probably the best one out of the animated. animated oh ones. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really great. I love that one. And um, I was just thinking, like, obviously we're gonna have him ride the Rancor because that's just that's probably gonna be inside the uh, episode season... eight when yeah. he finally gets to the battle. It's just coming with the Rancor and then yeah, I mean that's gonna be cool. Like once again, certain elements are really cool. Like Black Rosanthan showing up is really neat. Yeah, I will say like. I mean, it'd be kind of funny if, like, it, how his introduction was handled, like, a little bit better when he's trying to kill Boba. Yeah. Like, if he just, like, kind of just, like, walked in and was like, what's up? And they're like, uh, what? And then he kicks the shit out of him that yeah. way to just really just show how intimidating he is. I, but cool. we're also still waiting on that Bo- Obi-Wan series still. Yeah. yeah. If, I think they finished filming. Oh, I, I finished filming. I do think they're probably in the post-production process for like a bit CG here and there. <laughs> but I don't, I don't. I think that's ready to come out though, and because I think they, they said it was supposed to come out like last year in October, but then we didn't get anything anything out of it. I think they they possibly did reshoots. I think, but I don't really think they're doing that extensive amount of reshoots. And it has been a while, so I think it's on Disney's platter. They just <laughs> gotta serve it. Yeah. Because I think. They're gonna wait until this is over to push it out, cause like to have like a consistent like Star Wars thing, where it's like okay, you have this, now you have the Obi Wan series to binge, and after that you have like Ahsoka, whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure when Ahsoka comes. I think 2023, or was it 22? 23, I think. 23, cause I, there's a couple of shows here, so you have the slated for 2022. The Rangers one, I think, got canned. Because of uh, Mia, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not Mia Giselle. Is it? Is it Mia Giselle? I think so. If that sounds right, hold on. Let me look it up. I, I know it starts with the M. It's not Mia Maxwell. Yeah, hold on. Because like her, like she she got she got let go, obviously. And that's the thing too. We're just like having like people that aren't really actors be like actors. Because she was she's MMA. She's only there for like the cool fight stuff. I don't think she was the strongest actress in in my opinion. I think she could have no, got let go. Yeah, she was not. And I'm just like, yeah. Cara Dune. Yeah, uh, there is. Yeah, Cara Dune is. Yeah. What's her name? Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano. I don't know why I said Mia because of uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> I don't know. Mia. Well, yeah, she, I don't know. If she said something, right? She says like some shit. She said like, some shit about like the resurrection like on January 6th or whatever. This, pro- this podcast is going to probably get flagged for like oh, yeah. all right shit. Don't flag a Spotify. Honestly, Joe Rogan has probably more fucking problems than we do on. Not going to lie. I don't know what he said, but uh, yeah. It's like misinformation about COVID and whatnot. It's oh. like, oh, you smoke weed, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, I uh, take whatever he says with a grain of salt, honestly. Cause... I, I take it as, as him being a comedian, just being like, yeah. just being, uh, he's trying to make jokes, because that's what he does. He's a, he's, he's a comedian. He does yeah. not, he's not a doctor. Yeah, he's he's not medically practiced, so. Eh. <laughs> he comes out with a doctorate degree. Yeah, right. It's like, I actually did get my doctorate degree at the University of John Hopkins. <laughs> I was high for it, but I got it. <laughs> I, I passed. I was there. See, so I... get the degrees. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, overall, same as you, like, 6.5, 7 for Boba Fett. Just because, like, there's a lot of cool potential, but it's just, it's misdirected sometimes. Like, there's just stuff that's just not described. And the best part of it is, currently, is not even him, so... <laughs> It's a matter of fact that you have to. You have to know so much. About you need it. to know a lot, and that's the thing. Is like if you don't know a lot of stars, you like the casual, like oh, I enjoyed four, five, and six. You you, you might enjoy this one just because of Boba Fett's in here. But if you're one of those kids who grew up with one, two, and three, and the Clone Wars stuff, you enjoy this one just because it's well, 
I mean, you you do know who he is when you exactly. watch Clone Wars. It's like you know, like you've seen. You, you him. see his plot, like you understand more about the com- the communal flashbacks inside the beginning of Boba Fett. There is a there's a series of episodes, Boba's episodes, his first introduction in the Clone Wars. Yeah, he that, sneaks aboard the. Um, yeah, and so I it does a great, yeah, where he sneaks up on the on the ship and to try tries to kill Mace Windu. Windu. It is almost he does a pretty good job, um, but. I think the best thing about that series of episodes is like if you're trying to look for what he means by that, you look there because I think that's like the best interpretation of it. Because yeah, how he went from like a being a just a kid bent on revenge, revenge to like to being an honorable man. man. Yeah, and Hondo of all characters, Hondo, Hondo of all characters, Hondo Naka, dude, I love Hondo. I want him back, bro. Um, it's kind of fun. I, I gotta wish there's a Hondo series. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, dude, he's it's like a pirate series. That's the thing. It's like I think Disney should just invest in like the just the universe in general. And be like, oh, make a pirate series, make a bounty hunter series, make just a small Jedi series. Do these small little things first before you're like, oh, we gotta do this, this, and this to tie in with all everything else. Everyone- Stop trying to make everything like a giant. Yeah, universe thing. You have ties to the universe, but you don't need to have everything intertwined with each other. And that's the thing I hate character about character needs a show, which I'm like, you don't need you a don't... show for every one no. of these characters. That's like, that's why like Uncle people... Kim from King Kim's Convenience does not need a show. <laughs> Cara Dune does not need, need a, a show. show. Uh, but of course, you know, I mean, they do what they want anyway. Like in that small series of episodes, like he goes over what it means to be an honorable man, what it means to you know take someone's life. Yeah. And it's just a really cool, just sort of thing. It kind of molds him as a character, and you're like, "Oh, this is kind of what he was going for here." I see what you mean. But in the show, it just kind of comes off as like still undescribed. And I honestly, personally speaking, I'd rather it be the flashback stuff be the half, first half of the show, yeah, and, and then, then the modern day stuff modern be the day. second half. Because people are like, "Oh, I hate the backflashes." I'm like, "Well, I mean, like, or no, they're like, oh, well, I I like the backflashes, but." I mean, I kind of just want to see what's going on in the modern day. And you're like, well, then shit. Why don't we just have the stuff that, you know, since they're both good, why not just have the old stuff go first, get that out of the way, see his transformation, and then bam, become a nice person or become a better person later on. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my take on Boba Fett is that it's not perfect, but it's more interesting than Bad Batch. (laughs) Yeah, I I do think the Bad Batch, like, definitely had a thing where it's kind of like they were kind of like get banking on the season two to kind of wrap up a lot of stuff because like yeah you don't know how it's going to end obviously to in terms of like their characters you know like how all the clones were decommissioned like that's this is the beginning of stormtroopers right yeah so it's one of those things where it's like it looks it's cool as like a set piece but it's just like you gotta do a bit more with the characters to like it could have been just a movie honestly if i if i'm being completely honest it could have just been a movie yeah um, i don't know if I, how i feel about it being a movie but i do agree to this extent and then my, it, could, it was a bit too long and certain episodes didn't really yeah do a lot for like wrecker echo or yeah. like tech it's more of like the bond between um hunter and omega yeah and it's like i like the i love the beginning and the end yeah but yeah the middle's a bit cost fuck middle bit is just it, like filler yeah. I'm like, All me right. and my friend constantly joke about this because um uh so echo was supposed to have like some sort of like scomp link arm attachment that would give him a hand back right yeah we never saw that in the show oh no we didn't no it was in the promotional art but we never saw it in the show oh man and the funny thing about that right is just like this is like like um like, a year after COVID, right? But, yeah. like, the year before COVID, like, Jedi Fallen Order came out. And I, I learned the term scomplink. <laughs> so a scomplink is what that little 
uh, little insert thing that R2-D2 has. A lot oh. of droids have these. Um, the astromech at least have to access computers and whatnot. Yeah, That's yeah. a scomp link. Right. So when... Um, Right before COVID, I had a class where my, one of my, one of the classmates made like a movie trailer for um, Star Wars to make R two D two look like a look like a like serial killer because he, he kills like uh, <laughs> Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and, and Leia in the trash compactor, right or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he and like one of the girls was like, oh, I liked it when you used a little like arm thing to, to like demonstrate this. I was like, oh, you mean the scomp link? <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, yeah, the scomp link. He's like, that has a name. I was like, yeah, it has a name. <laughs> Yes. It yes. Does. <laughs> and this is like the day after I learned the term, and I'm just like, I'm just like <laughs> following that thing around. It's like, yes, the scomp link. Yes. Don't you know what the scomp link is? You're probably just start bragging about it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> I got mileage out of that. So much mileage. It's so funny. They're like, he's a god. He knows what it is. Yeah. Because even the kid who made the trailer did not know what that was. He was just making just a fun movie trailer for the class. I was yeah, just like, yeah. yeah, it's it's good. It's just like. But this is a, the terminology that like, I'm gonna use, and like you gotta, if you're gonna be a nerd, you gotta out Me- be it, yeah, yeah, out nerd me. Meanwhile, Dave Filoni's like, I am the ultimate nerd. <laughs> he kind of is, cause like I think when he was actually making the Clone Wars, um, the movie, he yeah. was he was very close with George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. He's he very close with George man. Lucas in terms of, like the writing, cause George Lucas executive was the executive producer on that one. So every decision that J- Dave Filoni made went through him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he is the closest. Like he, I would say honestly, say like if he was spearheading it, he would be the one. Yeah. I mean, and I'm kind of happy he he co-wrote the Mandalorian with John Favreau because he he knows most about that and like all the expanded stuff. Because like Dave Filoni is just like an encyclopedia wealth of like Star Wars stuff. Like if you if like if Henry Cavill is like the nerd of Witcher, like Dave Filoni is like the the nerd king of Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And John Favreau is just like, all right, Dave, what do you think about this? Well, you know. Well, you know, you got to do this, this, and this here first, and then you got to do this. And I think that's a great team right there to... I really do think they should have just gave, given Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni the reins for the, 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 the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Because Jon Favreau has a very great proven track record of doing great what first starting movies. Mm-hmm. And in order to start a reboot, J.J. Ah. Abrams is a good pick. Yes. He good, does good space stuff, but he doesn't do good human stuff. And that's the thing that people kind of gravitate and feel for is like this human stuff about star wars because no one really cares about the humans inside star trek because it's a, it's, a, it's a utopia everything is a utopia the only reason like shit goes to the walls is if they fuck up that's it yeah like star wars is dystopia right because we it's very like dystopian like there is an empire there's a power struggle here yeah i mean it's always like always an empire rises up falls and then exactly. rises up again falls again i remember watching a podcast with the voice actor karen jarris because he definitely told him like yeah the reason why the force works is because it's, it's it's a balance even though it might swing in the good guy's way it would have to balance out in the bad guy's way too that's why like oh once they killed Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine right two more rose up on his place because there's two more of Luke and Leia on the side yeah so everything needs to be inside a balance there's no like there's no sort of like good guys winning all the time it has to be a balance and having that balance is really hard I bet, yeah. I mean, the concept alone, like, even if we try to break it down, it's so difficult because, like, Ryan Johnson tried, and look where it happened. You know, look what happened. Well, that's the thing, too. It's just, like, Star Wars in itself is very tropey. Yeah. So it's, like, to the point where it's, like, you can't really break down a lot of these tropes due to the fact that he it, it's, it's broken down to the bare minimum already. You can't really do anything new with this. 
You can, oh, you can explore the gray area, yeah, which is, like, fine with, like, the code cracker or whatever. Yeah. Which is, like, that's fine. It's just that you gotta realize that the good guys have to be good and the bad guys have to be bad. Yeah, and it works. But, uh... Yeah, so... Played Borderlands 1 recently. Oh. Uh, I think the game could do a remaster with updated textures. There know is. What... There's Game of the Year edition. Oh, there is? Yep. Oh, I beat that's, it. That's interesting. Yeah, I uh, beat it. Uh, it's good. It's better than I remember. Um, the story is terrible. No, oh, yeah, because it's it's one of the things that kind of it sparked the franchise. You know, it's so it's you, a little tiny spark of hope that kind of made the fire go. Yeah, so, which is meant to be the big bang. I think I think two was probably the biggest bang out of all. I think three was a little like flickering. Yeah, one was the the best thing that I could say about one is the art style the world and the gun system what i mean by that is the loot system specifically okay it operates on nft logic where guns have certain stats and parts that are are unique to it yes and it can roll it like a like sort of like a slot machine yeah you can get certain it's like it's a gotcha and... mechanic where it's like you have to spend x amount of points to re-roll for you a can gun. get plus 200 crit on a gun plus 1.8 zoom on a gun or you can get like 150 percent crit or lightning attack or you know stuff like that it can roll it um yeah and so after playing it and beating it uh i could tell you that it's shorter than I thought it would be, but, but there are there, you go, the but. there are definitely times where I'm like, all right, can we please just speed this, up. speed this the hell up, please? Oh my god! When's the last game I actually told a game to speed the fuck up? Um, I think Genshin was the last time because Resident saw... Evil Zero. <laughs> Not actually, actually, I think Resident Evil Zero is is, is well paced. Okay. Because like it, it drives the sense of like, oh, you kind of can't stick in one room too long, so it kind of forces you to move here and there. I think the problem with like things like Genshin is like there's too much dialogue in a game like that. Oh yeah, you gotta speed through it. Yeah, because like that's one of the video videos I'm working on right now. It's like, oh, is the like the five dollar Welkin Moon Pass like actually worth it? So far, it kind of is. Like, if you play, if you just log in, you get ninety whatever gems. Yeah. In like you can spend that towards like the rolling points, but it's just like I don't think if you're gonna like just be on here occasionally, you should buy it. But if you're gonna like be here, just or if you're looking for a reason to be on there, that's probably the reason to do it. But I, other than that, it's kind of like I don't think it's worth the buy in terms of like certain things. But yeah. I'm enjoying it currently just because it is easier. We should do an ASMR channel, Davis. Just be honest. <laughs> just ASMR of like opening opening packs. And packs. Shit. I enjoy doing this where I flip the uh, casing inside out. Oh, that's the, the trick. Yeah, because I, I do a lot with the Nintendo stuff. Because like these ones look more, I guess. Like, uh, like a design-wise. Yeah. Like it's cooler. I like it a lot more. Like, if you look at this one, right? I'm showing Charlie, like, the casing for um, Nintendo Switches. Like, you get the reversible jackets, basically. So all the games have, like, the normal oh. standard box stuff like that. But on the inside, they have other artwork. Oh, that's so sick. That works like this. So if you open it up, it, like, looks like... It looks like actual, like an actual, like like DVD case. I'm like, oh, this is what game it is, besides oh. having a giant logo, you know? That's awesome. Oh, my God. I gotta do that for mine. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like, I, I want to buy physical ones just to do this with the cases. But, like, I don't want to do it with everything because I I don't want to be carrying around, like, tons of, like, chips, you know? That's the thing. Yeah. Chips is just, like, 
I had to buy a case for it. I had to buy this for that one. Digitalized, you need to buy the one large micro SD, and then that's it. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. But uh, yeah. So with Borderlands, it's like I was saying, the story's shit. It's basically like they're trying to do the One Piece thing where they uh, set a certain goal, which is to find the vault. And they pretty much summarize the whole plot in the first five minutes, which I appreciate. Uh, which is, you are a vault hunter. You have to find the vault. The vault is a big treasure. Now go out there and do it. And, yeah, right. It's one of those things that's a setup thing. Yeah, it's very much a setup. And you're like, okay, cool. How do we do it? Well, um, you do a bunch of 50 million side quests, and that's pretty much it. And you're like, uh, okay. And it's just like... The best thing about it is the characters, for sure. All the characters and have such a great personality. are so fucking funny, dude. They're so like TK Baja. I love him so much. Uh, Claptrap's great. Um, it's kind of shitty the uh, front of the voice direct, the direct, the voice actor uh, in the third game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like Zed's great, um, and just all these characters are super fun. Uh, Scooter's amazing. Um, Scooter's the guy with the bird, right? Yeah. And then... Get to ride! Or... Was Zero one or two? I think two. Uh, two. 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 He's two. Um, so you have Will. Uh, you have Lilith. You have, you have Lilith, Brick. Brick. Uh, Scooter. More... Not Scooter. Uh, or Scooter, yeah. He's... Yeah, Scooter. Well, he's not the. He's not one of the characters. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's an NPC, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking... Um, Mordecai. Um, yeah, Mordecai. And uh, the last one was... Um... The black guy. Uh, Roland? Roland, yes, Roland. Roland, yeah. So, I played Roland... Oh, I know, I played Lilith uh, for this playthrough. She's busted. She's so yeah. much fun. Because it's one of those things where it's like, this is, this is an old enough game where it's like, there aren't any... You can't really patch any updates into this. She... Okay, like, her ability, she can go invisible and just stop the game. Like, all enemies stop what they're doing and, like, don't do anything. And you you can also have a perk that heals you while you're in that state, yeah. so you gain all your health back. And then just go ahead and then just, and you just like, go in, up. and you're like, okay, cool, I can just stop. Alright, back in. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it was it was fun. I'm playing, I'm going on my second playthrough right now, because they say, like, oh, you should do your second playthrough, because you end at, like, level 30, and there's, like, 65, 69 levels. Yeah, 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 there's, like, a extra level cap yeah. afterwards. And, like, you get, you, get better, you get better equipment. That's where you, that's, the second playthrough is where you get the better equipment and the better level ups and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that, and then I'll do the DLC for it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I'll probably move on to two. Uh, but one uh, is just, like, you just, basically summarize one is you just do a bunch of quests and side quests and you kind of find the vault keys or the pieces of the vault key. Um, and that's pretty much it. And, uh, and like, you just kind of fuck around for a while and then you're like, oh, alright, at the end of the game and you're just like, oh, okay, cool, this is it. It's basically just open world from there and then you just choose to restart. Yep, and then you're just like, okay, beat the game. And then you just kind of... It's, it's like, what, maybe eight, ten hour campaign? It's a bit longer than that, just because, like... Less than 24. Backtracking is a bitch. Oh, no fast travel. That's right. There, There is fast travel, well, not, but... That's a good point, though. Yeah, nothing to really great. Because you, like, they spawn you at the start of the map. Like, they're... So, how Borderlands 1 works... Or it's Border... all the entr entrance and nexuses that we would spawn at for the waypoints. They're smaller maps, but they're kind of open world-esque. And, uh... You just kind of, like, you start there. And then there's the, there's the fast travel there. And you can't fast travel... Like, it's so fucking... Like, when you... It's like so usually how maps set up in Borderlands like a, like a linear one is like it'll go in a loop yeah and it'll come back so you will eventually but some just don't some just go and they'll like stop you're like all right 
going all the way back, and you're like, fuck. Oh, this then is the, such but those a are the kind pain. of rooms where it's like you only go there once and yes, then leave. Absolutely, and you're just like, okay, just gotta go back. That's that's the kind of point of game design too, which is like you need to like maybe insert a shortcut here and there, maybe like yeah. just a high like like it was like a canyon, so like maybe like at the end you get a la- access to a ladder, then you there's a high line, you go all the way back. That's faster than going traversing through the ground. And also the enemies respawn too, so you got to fight your way back again. You're like, oh my fuck. Exactly. God um but yeah so the combat's fun i had to get used to it like aim assist, i had to get used to aim assist with it yeah it's like okay and like eventually like i'm like okay and i'm like okay i figured it out um and then yeah i would say it's a fun game and unless you're not if you're not a fan of the series then i wouldn't really i wouldn't recommend it but if you're if you want to spend time on something then sure why not it's fun with friends obviously but uh, I wouldn't. I'd just play three or something or another other new game because uh, this one is definitely old, but it's still good. Um, and then I gotta play two, and then I gotta play pre sequel, which I actually really like pre sequel. I know some people don't. Um, mm-hmm. and then after that, I gotta play three for the first time, which I hopefully will do eventually. But on PC or uh PS4, PS4. Okay. Because PC, like I don't know, is epic. Is like I I might I, I don't know I I I tried playing dude playing Borderlands one on PC I tried it doesn't work it doesn't work I don't know why it doesn't work it's like I tried to go to lower settings I went down to like the lowest of low settings I still had lag problems I was like all right that it, just might be just like a it's got to be the game because it's game. not it's not the it's computer. probably not optimized for like higher tech honestly because that's yeah. the thing like higher tech has a certain there's a certain limit of like older games running on higher tech yeah. It just doesn't work. So I'm like, alright, whatever, I'll just play a PS4. Yeah. And so that's what I've been doing. I have a ton of Epic games I gave up for free. And I just kind of like, yeah. But yeah, 2K really fucking nailed it. And uh, 2009 was one hell of a year. Because that's when the Batman Arkham series came out. That's when this game yeah. came out. That's when like Call of Duty Black Ops 2 Two, yeah. I think 2 was peak of Black Ops. And then I don't know what else came out uh, that year. That was it. Pokemon. Pokemon. The, the Pokemon. I know 2007 was fucking crazy, but... Um... That was when Halo 3 came out. Yeah, dude, Halo 3 was, like, the thing. I've been playing uh, Halo Infinite a bit recently, like, online, multiplayer. It's still, it's pretty fun. It's, like, I don't think... Ever, and it, nothing's gonna ever reach Halo 3's level of, like, couch co-op fun yeah. games. Yeah. It's never gonna reach that level again, which is fine. It's just that it kind of sucks that it's happening. I am the first fucking advocate to say that I think they should bring back uh linear games like like you know what i mean like yeah like the metal gear rising like where it's like, like just, a to b to yeah. c to d not this whole open world bullshit because I, I think open world bullshit like is one of those things where it's like it's not a lot to go on in terms because that's why i don't like breath of the wild because there's, there's not a lot to do in terms of like other than shrines other than like that and like going between places because between places you have a lot of downtime yeah that's the problem i think if there's a lot more towns a lot more like micro stuff it might be better but i think breath of the wild where it fails is that it feels empty yeah and the problem is like there's there's either you have nothing to do or there's too much and you're just like you get dissuaded because yeah. you're just like oh. like in genshin like there's there's like a level cap basically and that's the yeah. thing is i don't think that you should level cap the entire world you should level cap certain sections of the game so we could progress your your um pro- progress your uh players to sort of like not venture too far out and try to rush through everything yeah because if you try to rush through everything then you're not going to really want to you know experience the story properly you're not going to do this and then you're going to skip a couple things that might be important yeah if you pace them out of like okay you could go try 
but you're going to get your ass handed to you if you're level 10 and you try to go to level 30 area. It's like, it's, that's how Pokemon works. Like, it's how it should work. It's like, you yeah. shouldn't level gate the world. You should level gate certain areas. Exactly. And I think that, you know, Borderlands says the same thing where, you know, it also like, like you can go to this area, but everyone's like level 30 and you're yeah, like and level you're five. Yeah, you're level like five and you're, you're going to get your ass, ass killed in one yeah. shot. I will say, like, once you get to a certain level, the game kind of becomes fucking, like, super easy. Like you, Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like an RPG standpoint. Just like, yeah, you would initially start off very slow, build your way up. But, like, once you reach, like, level 40 or 50 or whatever, you, you kind of well, just steamroll the once game. Once you get to, like, 27, once, like, so once you get to 27, you start to, like, if you just follow the uh, main quest. side quests, oh, side quests yeah. and, like, main quests, you'll, you'll, initially, you'll eventually be, like, three to four levels above the requirement. And you'll just and, that, stay and that's, a good, that's a good mechanic in terms of like just like just it's good incentive. Make, it's good incentive and good mechanic to like make sure your players aren't dying too much. Yeah. But there's like a little room you gave them a bit too much room in my yeah. opinion for that one. If you if I was higher than recommended like level for the game, then like yeah, you're a bit. Well, it's like they say it's like there's too much precaution. Yeah, mistaken. It's funny because like they do this thing where they'll be like, uh, they'll rate the difficulty of the quest, and they'll be like, okay, this is five star quest. No, they'll be like, they 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 say it's like okay, hard, uh, medium, or like hard, normal, easy, trivial is like the final one, and I see trivial like all the time. I'm like, all right. And uh, that's the thing I like about Monster Hunter, though. It's just kind of like there is like a certain level cap of like you progression. And that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, you I have think to... Monster Hunter is a great progression series. It's just like yeah, you oh, have to do this perfect. in order to do that. That's that's how like a linear game. But like you go back and do whatever you want it's, afterwards. It's great because you can choose to either stay and grind on one specific monster and get, get those, all their stuff yeah. to fight the next guy. Or, if you want to be super fucking badass, just get the item, like, get the main weapon for it or whatever like yeah, you need. Yeah, whatever armor you want. Or, like, or you can just, like, be like, screw the armor or whatever, just stick what you want, and then just keep going and see how far you get. Yeah, because the funny thing about that, though, is, like, Monster Hunter is one of those games where, like, you could go no armor and still beat a boss, and that's kind of yeah. the fun part about it, is that there's a the challenge dark. to it. It's like Dark Souls, there's a challenge to it. Yeah, exactly the option that is there and also it has just smaller maps and much more because like my larger like, targets <laughs> linear linear game design is great because it's just more focused you have more There's time to focus on scenarios and like i know people say oh it's on rails it's the map but like aren't they entertaining though yeah like, is it not entertaining i get it like you go are through... you not entertained yeah are you not entertained and like I get it. Like you get bored of it after a little while. Like, well, oh. just put it down. Come back to it later. Cause like that's yeah. a, that's how games are like meant to be played. Like you're not meant to be gone in like one little thing. Yeah, and then also it's that like, game is supposed to last you for the next like two months, dude. Yeah, and also it's like another thing where it's like games like Halo Three have linear game design, but they do it so well because they have it so it's like you can go at it in multiple ways. Like for instance, yeah. there's one mission that stands in my mind when you ever you're fighting hunters, like in Halo Three. Or no, is it Halo 2? It might be 2. Three. No, I think it's 2. two. Yeah, because... Or, well, I think both. Both can classify for this example I'm about to give. But say, for instance, you go in, and then there's hunters that show up. You're like, oh, fuck. You and your buddy are like, oh, we're fucked. Yeah. Um, And then you and you, you and him just try to figure out how to do it. Like, one of them distracts them. The other one, like, goes in from behind and beats the shit out of them. And it's like, I always remember moments like that where, like, a crane will get thrown at me or something. like, You know, like a... Uh, crane a little i forget the name of it but uh lift lift car whatever gets thrown at you yeah because someone just shot it yeah and it goes flipping and you're like uh-oh um and oh, like shit. the physics engine is so funny and like stuff like that where it's like you there 
it's on it's a linear thing like you are moving from a to b but there's breath and what you can do and like ways you can move around the scenario that make it different each time and i think that's what you got to strive for because like games nowadays are like it's a sandbox and there's nothing in it and it's like okay but and it's just kind of like a mixed game overall like halo infinite like they make an open world game that is okay but it's, it's like if you could do like an open hub world kind of thing that's fine but like you still have to design those levels to be very linear it's yes. from getting to point a to point b to do this little thing yes and then at that point the story just ends there because like you, you do complete the quest basically yeah and i and i mean like i'm not against it being open world but i mean you guys spend all this time focusing on that and then and then the multiplayer comes out and the progression's not that great and there's certain things that are just lacking in it and i'm like you could have just taken less time out of the open world for that game or for that part of the game and then just w- focus more on other elements of it like yeah developing an open world is really fucking hard especially when you have to add stuff that you can do in it it's like oh my god it's rough it's not easy and i'd rather just people focus on more clear and concise parts of the game rather than just i don't know an open world trivial nothing, bullshit trivial like bullshit that, yeah. that nothing to do with. like going on to a point on the map you're like oh okay you know, you don't really give a shit. But anyway, yeah, that's that's yeah. my hot take. <laughs> I think that's a good hot take to end off with on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Next three months. <laughs> Bye.